Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of Throw It Batch. This is a podcast where we throw back our favorite wine and cocktails while recapping the most loved and hated reality show, The Bachelorette. But FYI, we don't hold back, which means we're talking spoilers, news, and gossip, insider info, and more. You have been warned. I'm Sam. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Melissa. Let's throw it batch. Hey, 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 this is the final episode of The Bachelorette. It has been quite a ride, a lot of ups and downs. Thank you guys so much for joining us. What is up, ladies? How has your week been? This is Christmas week. It was such a jam-packed week and two episodes of The Bachelorette, which were such amazing episodes, I have to say. I'm so excited to break it down with you guys because I just feel like, I mean, we have a true traditional Bachelor Bachelor ending. It's a Christmas miracle. (laughs) It is a Christmas miracle. I just so don't trust the franchise anymore at all that I am like waiting for the other shoe to drop. And reality, Steve completely, someone's going to take his job, okay? Because he was just so confusing us and then he doubted himself. And it's so weird, all those rumors that were coming out about like her being with Brennan, like people were just making shit up. Like who was doing this? And were they just trolling for fun because they're bored? Like how did all of these rumors get started? Well, it's a really easy time to make things up. Everybody's wearing masks. You can't tell who's who. You can't, everyone's in isolation. It, there, it wasn't like production people or like different vendors coming in and out constantly as they're filming all over the world like it used to be. Well, I have still been having some dreams. I was so excited. It's like my update isn't even life anymore because my dreams are far more entertaining than my real life. You know, I had a, I was so excited to hear Bachelor Happy Hour today and any interview with Tasha and Zach because we were completely robbed of any kind of conclusion and it really did not put me at ease. It made me uncomfortable. So yeah, I like woke up super early this morning, listened to Bachelor Happy Hour, went and then fell back to sleep with my weighted blanket on me which means I'm about to have some weird ass dreams, you guys. So I had a dream. I think that I was, I have running dreams that I'm on The Bachelor and that, you know, I get sent home. The furthest I've made it is Final Four. (laughs) (laughs) For years, I was night one and it was just mortifying. This happens a lot. So this time I was on the show, but I feel like I maybe was on Matt James this season. And also part of my dream was that we got to interview Zach and Tasha today and our lives changed and our show blew up and we were just icons so you know let's manifest you guys let's manifest this week of four hours of television was great this is truly the first time in years that i did not know what was going to happen well i kind of did because reality steve a few hours before the first night kind of said, okay, wait, I I have the update. They're together. They're good. I still didn't trust it. So we're just going to talk about Ivan a little bit. Ivan is an amazing man. I'm so glad he's been introduced to us, Uh, but I just didn't really see a spark. So they had this day date. I don't know why they were shafting Ivan so badly. It felt like they were punishing him for something. Like they put him through this painful ice tub situation and it was Big Paul. Is Big Polly 
I know he's mentioned on the show a lot and on podcasts, they talk about him. Is he security? Does he take the luggage? Both? Do you guys remember who he is? Yeah, I think he's kind of like a, a jack of all trades. Um, I, I, on some podcast today, they said that he will like hold up signs like when you're handing out roses. Yes. Yeah, during rose um, ceremony. So I think he just is kind of like a bachelor like legend who is just always, always there helping out behind the scenes. They go into their night portion of the date and Ivan, you know, tells her that he's really starting to fall in love with her and he did a couple of weeks ago. And then he says he really sees this working out. They have a fantasy suite in an Airstream. What are your guys' thoughts about the Airstream? I personally would have wanted a, a huge sweet casita like Zach got. I get that it's kind of cute, but I just feel like being on a resort and being in an Airstream, that bed looked really uncomfortable and small thoughts. I think they knew that she, he had the weakest chemistry with her. So they kind of made everything hard to make more fabulous and make it more confusing. Reflecting on this entire season, I feel like when it came to Tasha, Zach got a lot of special treatment. It's so interesting to me the choices that the producers make for these dates. And well, we're going to obviously get into Brendan, but I felt like I was watching the TV show Unreal, which is a dramatized version of the fucked up stuff that the producers do to the contestants. So the thing about this date, though, is that it seemed to go well. It seemed to end well. The next morning, Tasha was like, oh, we had some really great conversations, yada, yada. There was no sign of any kind of mishap at all. What I predicted last week is actually exactly what happened. So kudos to me. Then we have my love, Zach, Zachary Clark, Samantha Clark. If it doesn't work out. Has a ring to it. Thank you. I think, actually, I think that sounds better than Tasha Clark, but, um, you know, happy for them. They have this adorable painting date, which I loved. They, and they're just so much fun together. Melissa, or actually also Caitlin, because Caitlin's more of a Zach hater than Melissa is even. The chemistry at this point was palpable. Like you, <gasps> right? I think that Tasha made the right decision for her. Like the chemistry is palpable and everyone knows I've not been a big Zach fan from the beginning, but it's, you can't deny their, their chemistry and he, he is a good guy. Like you can see how happy he makes her. It was, it was like a pleasure watching them together on their date. I know it made me so giddy and happy. I literally texted you guys and I was like, I feel uncomfortable watching this next to my mother. There's just something so sexy about him. There is like a swag that you can't deny. I deny it. <laughs> well, yeah, Sam <laughs> Caitlin's denied it, but I, I can't deny it. And, but there's also something that else that I can't deny. And I don't know what it is, but yeah, there's something very like hot about their chemistry with one another, but why am I so salty? I, I, I'm salty about it. Ever. So I live tweet every episode from our handle on Twitter, throw it batch pod. And I love that because I love seeing what other fans of the show are thinking. And, you know, I, I do like Zach now. I can't say that I don't like him. I think he's a good person. I think he's a strong person. I think he's so eloquent. I think that they are made for each other. Definitely the right choice. But a lot of people on Twitter were saying they just get some type of a weird vibe from him, which I do as well. 
can't put a finger on it. I don't know what it is. And honestly, it could be that he's a person who's dealt with so much in his past. And I personally don't really know anyone like that. I, I don't have anyone in my life who's gone through the struggles that he's gone through. Maybe that obviously has a big play in his personality and his world outlook. So maybe that's something that I'm just not used to someone like him. I don't know. But there's a lot of people on Twitter who do have the same thoughts and feelings Melissa and I do. There's just some weird vibe or just something that just doesn't seem 100% right. I don't know. Maybe people feel that way about me because I've, I've had a crazy life and I've been around people that's had a, lived a life like him. He has a lot of life on him. You know, you can yeah. even see it like under his eyes and in his eyes, you know, that mm-hmm. he he's 36 years old, but like think about everything that he's done to his body too. You know, that kind of wears you down. I think that he is such an amazing person to be on this show because he's not a typical person to be on this show. And I think that a lot of the couples that have success on this show you don't necessarily see it on the show. Like Lauren and Ari, for instance. Catherine and Sean, even. It was like, we thought, like, how did Catherine get this far? Like, who is Catherine? We've barely seen Catherine. I think that there's something about their chemistry. If you were to see them in person, that you would understand it. You would understand him. And I like that he's a real person. And, you know, I know we made fun of Tasha a little bit at the beginning of her entrance. It's like, oh, she's an influencer into fashion and beauty, whatever she said to Riley. But I applaud her and think it's so amazing that she she doesn't want that. She could easily go on Instagram and slide into some guy's DMs. I'm sure they slide into hers and find some kind of partner to start their quote unquote empire. But I just really think that this is a really cool match. I think the reason why I'm a little bit standoffish with Zach, even though I, I, I loved him until I realized that he had a connection with Tasha. Then once I saw that real connection, I got excited for a little bit, but then I started getting bitter. And I think it's because he got too much special treatment. I think it's me like being defensive of the underdogs. You're you're being defensive of Brendan. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Because I mean, Brendan was on a horse that probably smelled like doo-doo in the blazing heat, kept getting interrupted by Chris Harrison, got interrupted by Chris Harrison the first time they met. And then what did Zach get? A photo shoot, like literally pretty much saying, you guys are going to get married. Let's get the feels of what it feels like to be married from the jump. And then like create this longing fantasy throughout the entire season. I have quite the different opinion on that just because (laughs) that date with the photo shoot, to me, that looked absolutely miserable. It was so hot. (laughs) They were sweating their balls off. I feel like the producers kept on like testing the men. Like, how are you and Tasha going to deal with this? How are you going to receive this? You know, are you going to be pouty and annoyed that you have to like put on all these gross, weird clothes in 120 degree heat? Zach took that opportunity and we weren't expecting it, but he turned it into something beautiful. She was nervous. It didn't seem like they wanted to do it, but he made the best of it. And, you know, maybe he was rewarded with the fantasy suite that he got because of that. Who knows? Yeah. You're right. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to argue. (laughs) Okay. The night portion of the day, she brings up the fact that she talked to his mother. His mother told her that 
he said that he didn't want to get married and have kids, but now he's changed his mind. And so she kind of questioned him about that. And he had just, he has the best responses. And he basically says he was living in a lie for so long. He just wanted to be an uncle, not really put himself out there, kids, get married. But now he understands that he does after he's met her and that becoming a dad's really important to him. And he said he made a promise to himself when he came here to be open and authentic and that he knows he loves her. And this is when Zach, I think, really does something that not a lot of people on the show do. Guys will say, I love you. I love the way that you make me feel. And they make it about then. I've never felt this way before. He puts it in her court. He goes, I love you because of this, because of that, because of this. And I just think that's so special. And I think that is due to his life experience, you know? explaining that you love somebody and they and you love the way that they make you feel but then also explaining truly the specific attributes that you love about them is so important and i just think he's fantastic and she says she loves him too he's very eloquent and can really communicate well like I agree i mean so many times we see on this show when like the person is asked like why they're falling in love with the lead or what they love about the lead it's like oh they're beautiful or some other really like basic surface level things the way that he talks to her is something that every woman deserves and wants and yeah i mean you can see his maturity his maybe it's his age maybe it's i mean the career that he's in too he I was going to say that, yeah. He helps people overcome, you know, troubles in their life. And you can kind of see that a little bit. Like he, sometimes it seems a little too slick. Like he knows all the right things to say. But I mean, I appreciate it. It's better than the alternative. I think that's another thing. He's like, he seems too good to be true because he does say all the right things. Every single ITM, he's really good at communicating and you have to be he wouldn't be doing what he what he's doing today if he wasn't good with his words. Yeah, you know, there's been so many people on the show that are they say the right things, but I see through them and I don't believe them. You know, I've had loved ones and close friends and stuff that have gone through the 12-step program, you know, in one way or another, and I've gone to meetings with them and supported them and I've looked through the steps with them and read them all. Like, the 12-step program is honestly something that every person should – kind of do. You don't really need to have an addiction. It's mm-hmm. something that helps you communicate well, helps you take responsibility and ownership, and also helps you define what you want and who you are. And what I find so fascinating is that that is really being portrayed on television without saying the 12 steps and this is that, this is that. But like I can tell because I am familiar a bit with it that it did better Zach's life. Like look at how he can communicate. I don't think it's disingenuous I just think that that's a reflection of what he's been you know taught and now teaches in the program and I just you know I think it's really really cool I read the book and it is you're so right Sam it's like something everyone can apply to their life yeah so they go to their fantasy suite and it is a beautiful casita whatever you want to call it at uh I love when you say casita but it's it's what they call it I'm not just being facetious this is like the celebrity suite there was two floors. Yes. It probably costs like $10,000 a night. You know, not that they had to pay that, but those are very expensive there. It was just stunning. And they have so much fun together, so much chemistry together. And she's really trying to figure out what's wrong. There's nothing wrong. He's like, why can't we just be happy? Then we see the morning after, like they had the sex glow. They definitely did it. Do you guys think that her and Ivan did it? No. I was really trying to think about this. Yeah, why do you think no? 
Because he said they spoke all night. After a good romp sesh, you need a nap. Well, you can do both. I think her and Zach did do both. I would say maybe it was 60-40. I feel like they didn't because I think she had her mind made up that Ivan wasn't going to be her final pick and they kind of had more friend vibes this whole time. And I think she probably like wanted to save that for the guy or guys who she was like really thinking could be final. You want to know what I notice about Ivan whenever they're kissing he always just lays a hand on like the curve of her back or on her butt and it just lays there and it's such like a high school guy move you know what I mean like it's yeah. like I learned girls like this so I I'm gonna do this whereas Zach he like rubs her back when he's like kissing her like he gives her like the full sensation and I, uh, that's my trick, too, because I learned it in Cosmo, and it always works. What do you guys think you would do if you were the Bachelorette and you were in Fantasy Suites? Would you, like, go into it being like, I'm only going to have sex with the final one? Would you want to have sex with all three of them? What would you do? Um, I'd probably – it really depends. I mean, I wouldn't do – if I felt like there was no heat, I wouldn't try to force it and mm-hmm. then ensue a deeper connection for the other person that's only, like, one way. Um, but then – but sex is so important to me. Like, I have to. I feel like I'd probably have sex with two out of the three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that. that same for me. Yeah. Well, in the Australian Bachelor, which I've mentioned before, which, to be honest, I think is far superior to the American <laughs> Bachelor. I'm sorry. But they only do overnights with the final two, which makes a lot more sense to me. They do families, final three, and then they do the overnights for final two. I just think that makes more sense. Way more sense. Because, I mean you can be in love with two people at the same time, but three, mm-hmm. that's polygamy. <laughs> so this morning after though, like was so precious. Like they were jumping on the bed and Zach, he's like, I don't jump on the bed. I've never jumped on a bed with anyone. He brings out a fun side of her. She brings out an amazing side of him that like his family loves. And then in there, I was just like, this is, this is super real. And I really love them together. But, of course, next we have Brendan's date, and it goes a little bit differently. Yeah, this was incredibly painful to watch. We have come to the part of The Bachelor that I'm just going to call, like, the producers trolling. So we've kind of had little hints of Brendan not being 100% in, or, like, really liking Tasha, but just having, like, little doubts. We've had... We've gotten little previews of that the past few episodes, and the producers, I think, knew this and just really wanted to lean into it and make him as uncomfortable as possible because Brendan's date, date in major air quotes, was engagement ring shopping with Neil Lane, exactly the date you would give someone who was a little bit trepidatious about the situation, uncertain after a divorce just a year ago. So I don't know about you guys, but it was so painful watching this. Brendan's face it while they were with Neil Lane doing the ring shopping. Like, I mean, it was a meme machine. Like he was just so worried. You could you could literally see it on his face. I mean, Melissa, I'm gonna throw this to you, but like he's a Scorpio. Like you could kind of tell that he was like worried and not all there. And I feel like that's because he's a Scorpio. Like, does he kind of like wear his feelings on his face? Yeah, like you you can't put a Scorpio on the spot. Yeah. That's not that's 
totally not. They, they need to be reclusive. And you have Neil Lane, who's someone who's supposedly important, and he doesn't even know really the... He said he's never watched The Bachelor before, so he doesn't even understand whole thing with Neil Lane and how he's always kind of somewhere. But he kept putting a lot of pressure on him. They really played him because he's thinking this has to end in an engagement. There's so much lack of information given to Brendan. Not to mention, I think the thing that really got to him is seeing the excitement on Tasha's face with the rings. And him being yeah. like, am I going to rob her of that experience? It's a really crappy date also because you are you have like a third wheel and it's Neil Lane. Yeah, this is not a date. Like literally yeah. the producers 100% were just trolling him thinking how can we make this poor man as uncomfortable as possible. So on Nick Vile's podcast, in one of his recent episodes, he basically said that like he thinks that the producers did Brendan a favor in some way because it was showing him and Tasha if if he's ready or not and this was the push it's like obviously you're not ready okay like let's put you in this situation and figure it out but I also think that it was a pretty cruel thing of the producers to do and it would have been cool if like this was like let's say Tasha has a favorite singer or a favorite, you know what I mean? Someone she admires or something and they randomly meet this person. She's like, oh my God, I've listened to so-and-so's song every day. I can't believe we're meeting him together. We're getting this experience together. Like Neil Lane, she's never met him. Like what significance does that show? And a lot of people online on Twitter were saying, I can't believe that she let this date fly, that she was Mm -hmm. okay with this because to me, and I'm sure there was a lot of editing, but she seemed pretty oblivious to the fact that this would make him so uncomfortable. And as a divorcee herself, I'm just confused as to why she let this happen. Yeah, I totally understand where Nick's coming from. And like, it was a gift because he was just so pushed to realize that this is not for him and he needs to leave. But like, I think that we kind of knew that this was gonna happen regardless of having this engagement ring ring date. And there's other ways for this outcome if the producers weren't positive, there's other ways for this outcome to have happened. They could have said to him, like, like really dig deep with Tasha tonight. You have to make sure you're on the same page with her, you know? Like, you didn't need to, like, torture the poor boy. Like, it wasn't pleasant as a viewer to watch. Yeah, I feel like they also set up the date. They set up everything because I feel like they wanted the audience to be just as happy with the winner as Tasha ends up being. And that's what I find unfair. So you're pressing someone. It's like throwing a kid who has horrible stage fright and is afraid to publicly speak and you threw him on stage. It's not, it's not fair to do. He's someone who's very private. And honestly, like the process of imagining what the future would be with it between engagement and wedding is something he needed to process in conversation. And honestly, I don't think he got that much opportunity to do so, not to mention he was also put last. I, at this point, didn't know, like, what on Monday night when I watched it, you know, is he going to come back and, like, they're still together because those were some of the rumors. This reminded me so much of Maddie from Peter's season, you know, because that was one of the first times where they had all the girls in a suite. It was Victoria Fuller, Maddie, and Hannah Ann. Maddie just, she couldn't take it. She broke. Maddie also is very young and immature, but at the same time, it's just a human reaction to that, and they made Maddie last as well to kind of make her stew and get jealous and wait. Like, 
they set him up and maybe it was to test him, you know, because sometimes under pressure, you make diamonds and things bloom and happen correctly. And maybe there were some people rooting for Brendan, thinking that once he was put in that situation, he would realize that he wanted to be with Tasha. I mean, in these situations too, I really wish they would just take the fantasy suite card. I wish Maddie would have taken the fantasy suite card because it doesn't have to mean sex. I know. That's what I wish he did because they could have they could have had the conversation in the fantasy suite and realized that they don't need to get engaged at the end of this or it doesn't need, it, there's not a forced wedding. I think that she was definitely tipped off too because she wasn't that surprised. She was ready to confront Brendan at the nighttime portion of the date, but she also wasn't like flabbergasted, shocked, you know, when taken out of her. She kind of knew what was coming. I think she was maybe hoping that he would fight her on it and say, I've changed my mind, but she knew. I think the producers had told her. Yeah, so let's go though. Let's, the nighttime portion of the date after this incredibly awkward day date of shopping for engagement rings. We all kind of know what's coming next. They sit down for dinner at a really, really pretty place with lots of like twinkling lights around. It was so pretty and I was really sad it was wasted. <laughs> yeah, and her dress too. You could tell she like saved that dress for Yeah, him. she looked bomb. But so they sit down and, you know, she says to him that she can see herself marrying him, but she doesn't know where he's at. And that just starts the waterfall of everything coming out. Brendan basically says he does want a wife and kids one day, but there is still a big part of him that feels broken from his divorce and he needs more time to heal. And basically he self-eliminates and she took it, they took it really well. It wasn't, it wasn't a... Rachel Lindsay Peter Krause situation. That was an emotional goodbye. This really wasn't that emotional. I think I think Tasha knew what was coming. And also Brendan being third, she already had her amazing date with Zach. I think I think she kind of knew Zach, Zach is ready, Zach is Zach is it. And Brendan's awesome, but he's not ready. And I'm not gonna try to force something to happen that's not gonna happen. Something I found really interesting that I've never really seen on the show, when they said their goodbyes, we don't really know about Brendan's religion, but in their goodbyes, one of the last things he said to her was, God bless, Tasha." Yeah. Oh, He's I very religious. That. His family is extremely religious. Yeah. Really? I didn't, mm -hmm. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. And he yeah. said, and like, that probably literally killed her. That that was one of the last things that he said to her, like, damn, like he loves God like I do and is, you know, kind of maybe religious like I am. And that was, oh, you know, that broke my heart. Let's, let's talk about how Brendan was, you know, how he's been reflecting on this experience because he was on Bachelor Happy Hour earlier this week and Rachel Lindsay like really grilled him. She was, she was pretty hard on him. I, I think that Rachel still may feel a little hurt from someone who appears that they could have gone on the show under I mean everyone knows what the outcome of the show is I don't care if you've watched it or not and who eliminates or realizes they're not ready for marriage because she kind of dealt with that with Peter Krause who was her final two so you could tell she was like grilling him like why would you go on the show if you weren't ready but Brendan I really felt bad for him I felt bad for him I, I do think he's a nice genuine guy like you could tell he sounded hurt he said that he hasn't spoken to Tisha since that night because he wanted to respect what he assumed to be, you know, what's her new relationship he assumed that she got engaged. Well, it was so interesting because at this point, sleuths, spoiler, gossip addicts like us were thinking that 
somehow maybe him and Tasha had something going on, like her and Zach didn't work because that is what some of the speculation was. And so this episode came out before, I think it came out on Monday. So it came out before the finale on Tuesday. And so at that point, he basically debunked any kind of speculation and rumor before the next episode aired. I found it so interesting. I still find it so interesting how they're like really having these people on earlier than they should be on. Like they're, even though we know the spoilers or we try, we really didn't know anything this season. He basically told everyone, you know, I'm not with her. Like we haven't even talked since. Yeah. I mean, I really believe that reality Steve spoiler that she got engaged to Zach. They didn't work out and her and Brendan were together. Even when I was listening to the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast, I was like, oh, he's probably just playing coy because he needs to be for the contract. I believed it too. I really felt like they were together and, or something was happening. That was the, when you texted me that, I had to listen to the podcast myself because I couldn't believe it. He sounds so regretful and he struggled so much with being, he was beating around the bush. He was trying so hard not to say the wrong thing, but I knew what he was saying. He said, he was trying to say that he regrets it because I think he's thought about her every single day since the day that he walked away. I think once he learned, when he got home and he was able to learn more about Batch Nation and how things don't really need to be that what he thought it was, he put a lot of focus on like him not understanding. He even thought that after naked dodgeball, the whole season would be him trying to get naked. I do feel also that jealousy was a part of it. He says that he wanted to be the first person. I think he was like, wait a minute, what if we do end up together at the end of this? And I'm the one who can't get out of my head that she kissed all these people and had all these other relationships. That could have definitely been it. I'd be interested to kind of dig deeper into some of the final two threes uh, signs because, you know, Scorpio, it does have like a lot of jealousy going on. And as a Scorpio, yeah, you concur. (laughs) I mean, jealousy is one of my like worst emotions that I have to battle every day. And there was also (laughs) something about that interview that made me think in his responses that he was kind of waiting to see if, whatever happened worked out and would then maybe approach. But as we now know, like 48 hours later, Tasha's happy. You know, he said he was planning on maybe reaching out, but uh, I don't, my heart, do you think he will? Like, I don't know. I hope he doesn't. Yeah, me no, too. He said if it seems that it worked out, he wouldn't. He wrote a really nice piece on his Instagram though. And I think that's all he really can say. Yeah. Like um, he's grateful, this and that. And but my heart really breaks for him. I, it really, really does. But you know what? He's so good looking. Watch like a Gigi Hadid, Tyler C situation come up. I could see that. He looks like, like a type of guy that a Gigi Hadid would date. So Tasha is shooketh. She didn't get really a full fantasy suite date and the night ended completely in a way that she didn't expect Rachel Lindsay who we've said in other episodes where has she been we know she went to La Quinta like why haven't they shown her well we got our answers she came in and she sat with Tasha. the conversation that we saw was not even three minutes the conversation they had IRL in real life um was three hours as i imagined i remember watching it being like why are they cutting it and making it such a choppy little conversation when i know for a fact if rachel Lindsay is stopping in 
they are having a really deep conversation. It's not going to be the surface level. Like, let me just run through everything and just tell you the synopsis. Like a JoJo, basically. Yeah. Not saying that JoJo's surface, but we even like skipped over like that little part at the beginning. How is JoJo still there? Was she like taken hostage until the show was over? Like, who knows? But, <laughs> you know, Rachel's the kind of person, she doesn't come on to just send some niceties to somebody at all. And it honestly, the editing was really bad. I edit this podcast better than it was producers and editors edited that scene. It honestly should have been an entire bonus episode. They really try to rush and get this show done by a certain time. So that way they can start Matt James, I, I guess after New Year's, I don't know. But they really could have done like an entire episode with half of an episode even with just their conversation, especially when Rachel Lindsay was discussing the topics they covered. They talked about be a love movement, being an interracial couple, everything, such deep things that I would have loved to have known what was going through Tasha's mind. But of course, if they included all that, we would have had an extra week. So I understand, you know, the show must go on, but I really would have loved if they did like a bonus episode where they showed more of their conversation. I really don't understand why they don't put content online as like extras. And even- Yes, that would be great. Like Bravo does, Bravo does that. Yeah, it just, and I get it like maybe messes up their narrative a little bit because the way they were editing it, Tasha was talking about Zach, like, oh, I wasn't so sure about him at first and, you know, not that excited. But what apparently was really said, Rachel said on her podcast, was that Tasha said, oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, Zach said he loves me, I love him, I love Zach. And that is not at all the conversation that we saw. Yeah, Rachel Lindsay said that Tasha seemed very distraught over Brendan. And then what we saw is like, oh, so this guy, Brendan, like he left. It's fine. <laughs> he bounced. <laughs> and Tasha seemed so chill with it the next morning too, which was, I was like, is this editing? Is this her putting a face on? Like, I don't know. It was just weird. I think what it was, was Rachel came in, she gave her the quick rundown and overview, and then they went deep into everything where Tasha probably was emotional and you can't just put edit outtakes of like her with her mascara running versus her clean and sprightly, like just had her breakfast. Like, hey, let me just tell you a quick, th- what we're about to talk about. And then, you know, Rachel Lindsay loves to crack open everyone. And especially, <laughs> yeah. she definitely was so excited to come in, knowing that she's been fighting so hard for the franchise to have diversity. She said- like, I am the first black bachelorette. This means a lot to me. Tasha's, I'm Tasha's older sister that she never wanted. Like, you can imagine her taking notes on the ride there, mm-hmm. ready to go. And it definitely would make Tasha break because Tasha feels very comfortable in like the optimism. Like, as we, you know, when we broke down her chart, we were talking about how, you know, they do not like to settle into like, what's not optimistic. So of course, Rachel's penetrating questions are going to make Tasha relive the feelings that she had the night before when she was saying goodbye to Brendan, among other topics and things that she probably didn't. She, Rachel has even said that it seems like she wasn't even focusing on the things that Rachel brought to the table. Mm-hmm. And it made her realize that there was like so many things that she still hasn't asked them yet. 
which yeah. is really interesting. Okay, so now dun, 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 it's interesting, actually. Again, we keep hyping up the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast. I hope you like <laughs> listening to us because we basically give you guys like a rundown of every other podcast really quickly, but please listen to us. She said, Rachel Lindsay kept saying, and I know she's a very intuitive woman. She kept saying she kept looking over her shoulder thinking somebody was going to come back. Mm-hmm. She thought it would be Brendan. I wish it was Brendan. Yeah. She's, but like, it was ben. Yeah. she's like, there's a ghost in here. Yes, <laughs> she felt it. She felt like something's not done here. Completely on point. But it was Ben. Ben shows up on Chris's doorsteps. I'm sure Ed gave him the directions. And <laughs> he tells Chris how he feels. Honestly, like how many times does, doesn't this feel so, I mean, Bennett. And it just, I can't even believe they would allow this. Why? Well, it's just such a different scenario and environment because I do think maybe the men are kept there for a couple of days for whatever reason, even though apparently everybody is clean, COVID-free, they've been tested. That's why everyone gets to kiss and touch and hug. But it, what really interests me is how long did the people that were sent home stay on the property for? Well, I think especially when we get down to this like final four, don't they typically, no matter if it's a normal season and they're in like Ireland, they have them stay to try to minimize the amount of spoilers that, that can get out. Yeah, like I remember Jason Tardick said, you know, he like was had his heart broken wherever they were for fantasy suites. He's like, and I had to freaking stay there until the end and like they have to stay so, yeah, it's weird, but I honestly, the Ben thing was producer-driven, I think, obviously. Yeah, I also, when you just didn't have the right words to say in that moment, I'm sure it haunts you, and you just want to do something about it, and you want to fix it, and I'm sure it was just picking at him and picking at him. I mean, he must do something. He wasn't going to let that moment go, but in another case, it's like you didn't have the right words to say in that moment because it wasn't the moment. The moment wasn't for you. Like it was meant to happen. Like you guys were meant to take new courses. What's such an, I think, hard lesson for me to learn in life oftentimes, even with friends, is it's like I'll meet a friend, you know, and we're best, best friends. And then we have a falling out, something doesn't work out, but then you look back on it and you're like, well, this person was meant to come into my life to show me a, B, and C, or to come into my life to introduce me to this other group of people or to this network for a job opportunity. And it's really, really hard in the moment to accept that because you want your whole life, because all the shit that we've been fed our entire lives, we want our story and our life to be a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's a story. And stories have different chapters. You can't just like start the first chapter with your person with this beautiful ending. Like you have to get there. And Ben will have his beautiful ending, I think. But I just don't think that he was ready. But he now learns what he, you know, needs to do, needs to, you know, express himself and what that feels like. Well, what was interesting is that I, when I posted the breakdown of each sign, when I was doing the research because I go into like my astrology books and everything, they are very uncomfortable. Leo's, he's a Leo, very uncomfortable with conversations that they aren't controlling. Oh, there we go. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so if they're not leading, and if it wasn't the conversation that he started with the plan and leading, he shuts down. That's a 
part of a Leo trait. And I dated one for five years. And I got to tell you, he was an amazing public speaker. He was such a wordsmith. So amazing. Like every, he was a leader Uh, anywhere he went, he would make like a whole restaurant applaud him. He was just so charismatic. But of course, if you put him on the spot at a time that he didn't expect it, he would just shut down. And Mm -hmm. I kind of, I'm like, wow, that's very, that relates to something that I I've seen firsthand, but of course not everybody's created equal because everybody's charts are completely different and I can't say that enough. So yeah. So he, he said that he didn't feel during the breakup, it wasn't appropriate to tell her that he loved her, of course, because he was blindsided. I don't think he had a plan of what to say in that moment, but it was of course meant to be. So he knocks on the door. First off the tightest pants ever. Ben, those, I'm okay with tight pants, but those are straight up leggings. Yeah, what, I mean, Sam, as the resident LA resident, (laughs) is this like a Bennett? So I'm so East Coast, I'm so New York. Like I, I like LA, one of my closest friends lives in West Hollywood, but like, I do not understand Californians or Los Angeles. I feel like Ben is like a caricature of a Venice boy. Like, I don't understand it, but like, he is like, like, this is what like they do in Venice, right? Yeah, it definitely is a vibe. I remember I'd always try to go, I don't even want to say downtown. It's like, where did I, there, men are hard to find there that are like manly. I'm, that, I'm sorry, I don't mean to, you know, stereotype, like that is just my type. Like, I don't want a man that's wearing capri pants and leggings. Like, I just don't you know, it's just not like my type. And so it was, it's a style there, especially Venice. Um, You either look like that or you look homeless and it's cool. I actually like, I, I like when guys are very like fashion risk taking. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just can't like, obviously, you know, Ben's my favorite, but still like if he showed up walking down walking into like a restaurant in the West Village for dinner dressed like that, he would get laughed out of New York City. Like yeah, that's like a, um, a, a Manhattan boy and a Venice Beach LA boy are just so freaking different, and it's just so jarring. It's totally <laughs> different humans. I lived in LA for like a month and a half, actually, where Lauren Conrad filmed in the Hills. I remember thinking like I could never live here. It just felt like a different planet. I love Something it. about East Coast. I know. I don't know if I could, like, I think about New York sometimes the same way. It was comic relief in the moment. But then he knocks on the door, talks to Tasha. Tasha's like, can people please stop knocking on my door? I have no privacy here. Please, guys, like, stop giving my address away. I definitely also think she was prepared. Someone, they told her. And she opened the door with a glass of white wine, which I always appreciate. You know, she's ready to go. Ben comes in. He talks to her. It was very easy to tune out. Do you guys agree? No, I'm obsessed with him, so no. Oh, so you were drooling. Okay. (laughs) I was into it. I I actually agree with Caitlin. I would have totally fallen for what he was saying, and I get... Why she did Yeah, well, just because I feel like, I do think that Taisha is also very empathic. You know, it hurts her so much to hurt other people, which I think is a big sign of being an empath. Absolutely. And I think that she's really tried to understand Ben and being there in the moment with him. I think she was connecting the dots. Like, okay, you do feel for me. Like, let me help you strand these sentences together and like put this puzzle together but then like she said at the same time like I can't do this for the rest of my fucking life this is exhausting 
And as the astrology we talked about a week or two ago, a Virgo and a Leo, it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of tension between them. You really hit the nail on the head. Like she was empathic, but I'm an empath too. And I get to a point where I'm like, once I'm done and my mind is made up, I have to protect myself by sticking to what my mind has made up. So to rewind, it was very interesting. So he has a spiel and then they are going outside and they're kissing and I go, why are you kissing him? Like you're already confused. You're already exhausted. Why would you complicate this? And the first thing she said is, why did I kiss him? Wait, can we, can we take a second to talk about that kiss? I mean, <laughs> Yeah, it was guys. And she did tell Ellen he was the best kisser, did she not? Guys, guys, guys. That is really funny because every Leo I've made out with was a really good kisser. Am I taking this? I mean, Ben is fucking hot. Sorry, man. Not to me. I'm sorry. He's Buzz Lightyear without the suit. I'd prefer. Just gave me the finger. (laughs) Oh, he's listening. Is he? We have an audience. He's all right in front of me, in front of the Christmas tree, wrapping my Christmas gifts. Oh, hi, Nick. Beyonce? Yeah. <laughs> he just goes, keep talking like that. <laughs> Guys, like that kiss, I mean, as a, like, legitimate bachelor journalist, like we are here. Yes. I mean, that, that was, that was a hot kiss. <laughs> yes, it was. I agree. We get to the rose ceremony, even though I, we had the feeling Ivan was going to go, we really wanted to know what that conversation would be anyway. So the rose ceremony happens. I feel really bad that they saw Ben and had to deal with that because if she's willing to take him back, they probably thought there was something wrong with them. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It has to sting a little bit that Tasha spent a long day with you and an overnight date and she eliminates you and keeps the person who she had previously sent home. That's why I really felt bad for Ivan because basically the feedback that we saw her give about their date was positive. And then all of a sudden she's like, wait, never mind. Yeah, I felt bad for him too, but I totally understood why it needed to happen because I knew that Tasha's dad would fall in love with Ivan and Tasha's mom would fall in love with Ivan. Like you can't not fall in love with him. And then you're going to be dealing with parents that have a deeper connection with the person that you have. And it's awful. Ivan is very sensitive as most Pisces are. So she really did it to protect him and her, but it's interesting that she brought up religion. Everyone on Twitter and Instagram was very blindsided by that. They didn't know that religion was even that important to her. But I remember specifically on their first one-on-one date, when she was showing old pictures of herself, she said that my mother is the one who got me so into religion. But I don't think Ivan is like a hardcore atheist. I don't think... I kind of do. I kind of do. I kind of think that they talked about God or something or a higher power. And I think he maybe was like, I don't think that exists. I think that we are just living beings animals like I, I that that's the thing that's so hard i mean i appreciate they had that one-on-one time to explore that but like why couldn't we have talked about that yeah where we could have seen it because i think it's an interesting and important conversation to have with a potential future partner a lot of people don't need the partner that they're with to be as religiously focused as them and clearly zach isn't very religious but what matters is are you willing to allow our future children yeah to be brought up with my beliefs exactly like that's the thing i'm very spiritual um but 
my husband and I, our families are, you know, the same religion. They're both very, very religious. And even though me and him aren't so much, and I'm totally like woo woo and he's obviously not, I still have always done the things because it's part of my culture and Mm -hmm. part of my family tradition. So I just understand it and respect it and so be it. But at least like we agree, if he were to tell me like, no, like we will absolutely, I'm totally against doing a baptism and I'm going to have to deal with like my family, like wanting to disown me because I won't do a baptism for my, you know, it it would be make things really sticky. I don't know how far the conversation about religion went where he was like, no, I don't want to even exhibit the, you know, the institution of religion to my future children. Then that makes things hard. I would just hate though, because we saw it with Riley a little bit. I think Tasha, I love her. I think she's done an amazing job. I think something that she kind of fucks up on a little bit when she sends guys home is that she uses, like with Riley, for instance, uses the excuse of his family, that he's been through a lot with his family and they're very important to him. And, you know, she doesn't want to bring them into that equation. That's why she's letting him go now. Like, why couldn't she just tell him, you know, I'm not that into you or in a nicer way. I think with Ivan, because as we saw the interview after their overnight date, she seemed fine. She seemed, you know, it wasn't an issue. Yeah. And so now that Ben came back, it's like, oh, she's going to use religion as the excuse. Maybe she thought about it more. I'm sure she did. And again, we don't know what was said, but it was enough. And, and honestly, though, as a Jewish person, like it did, it did kind of rub me the wrong way just a little bit. So basically it's like, she wouldn't have ever been with a Jewish guy that was on the show. You know, I was thinking the same thing. And I honestly don't see her that way. I I see her as someone who is willing to date anyone of any religion, just as long as they respect that she has. Okay, so next, Ben meets the parents. So I will say what is interesting in Nick Vile's podcast, I've listened to, I think, most of it, not all of it. But um, Ben also doesn't know how the show works. I just want to say, like, I don't know if I believe that to be true. So I, resident Ben Stan here, was doing a deep dive on his Instagram. And I saw posts in 2019 where Ben mentions The Bachelor in his captions. I think he may be trying to play a little more dumb than he actually is here. So, yeah, like, what he said was that, you know, he thought he was coming back and going to, like, get a date with Taisha, and he's like, I didn't know I was going to be meeting her parents, basically. Like, oh, shit. Ben is trying to make a good impression, and he makes an awkward joke at first about, like, oh, did you hear about she dumped me last week? And it's like, dun, dun. Taisha's dad has always been very protective, you know, in Colton's season. He says, like, you can't microwave a relationship. Taisha talks with her dad privately, and he voices his concerns about Ben since he really couldn't open up. And then Ben talks to her mom. And he says he sees this as a forever thing and that he is in love with her daughter. It was very sweet. Then Ben talks to her dad and, you know, they talk about the reasons that he came back. And Ben, just like I said before, he keeps on talking about the way that Taisha makes him feel. It's more like, you know, Taisha, I want Taisha to complete me, not as though he wants to complete Taisha. Again, this is a way for Ben to grow and learn because I think in the long term, if you're going to find a life partner, it should be about what you can do for them as well as what it can do for you. Her dad likes him, seems like a good man, appreciates him. What do you guys think about asking for a woman's hand in marriage? 
I don't like it. It's bullshit. Women are not property. You do not need to ask anyone if it's okay for them to make their own decisions to marry someone or not. Yeah. I don't believe women are property. I'm certainly not property. I am the kind of person that would spit in anyone's face if they called me princess. I, I, I do not like the idea, that sort of ideology, but I do have to say that it's something so intimidating to do that if the person that you are with is willing to do something so intimidating just because they feel like this is part of the tradition or they want to do right. I must say when I found out that my husband asked my dad for my hand in marriage, I never, it wasn't something I ever like needed or cared about, but knowing that he like did something so scary was very endearing to me. So it really depends. Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, my father isn't with us anymore, so I'm not really going to have that option. It's not for your hand. I think it's an antiquated tradition because of the original meaning behind it. But I think mm. as we progress as a society, I think family should be important. And even to ask a mother, I think even, I think a mother, to be honest, is the most important person to ask depending on the relationship. So it's like, you know, one day I really would love if my future husband does ask my mom, you know, or give her a heads up, like, I love your daughter. I'm going to ask her to marry me. Is that okay with you? Because I just think that families should be able to blend. And it's, I I think that asking for a woman's hand in marriage has taken on a different meaning. Ben doesn't really go there at all with Tasha's dad, which I thought was fascinating. But then, of course, we have Zach. He comes in, he makes the parents, he kills it, as always. He tells Tasha's mom that he loves her, and she said it back, and she asks where he sees them in five years. And, you know, he said married, starting a family. He really does a good job. And then Zach also speaks to her dad. And I bet you that Zach did open up even more than we've seen but I do think it's very brave, you know, of him to be like, hey, this is my past. I've had addiction issues, all of this. What did you guys think as far as the interactions between Tasha's parents and Zach? Absolutely perfect. It couldn't have been better. Yeah, kind of what I said before. Like, he just knows what to say. Like, everything that he said was just so great and eloquent you can tell the parents really liked him and he loved the parents it seems like effortless i would have felt better if brendan was one of the final two and she had to choose between the two of them yeah i I would have felt a lot better because ben was so easy i mean i did barely even saw him say that I think a big star of this episode was Tasha's father. He's another like meme maker. I think that everyone was really happy to see him back and he got a little extra five minutes of fame because he went to visit Tasha in her casita. I think that this was a very heavily edited scene because we did not see a lot of their conversation and what we ended up seeing was basically him saying to Tasha that he doesn't want her to make the biggest mistake of her life. We definitely like missed a lot of what this conversation actually was. I think this was something the producers put in to just stir up drama. What do you guys think? Yeah, because she fell into tears and she's like, I don't like hurting people. I think that he expressed his liking for Zach more so than Ben and explored that with her and explained and you know said that Ben isn't a bad guy yada yada she's wearing the same outfit in this conversation as she was when 
she broke up with Ben. So I think immediately after she broke up with Ben. So yes, I think there was a lot cut out. And I think that he likely gave her some clarity about Zach. Well, not only did he give her clarity, but the whole point of the show is that you're supposed to go up there and then turn someone down who's ready to propose to you. And then something shifted where that didn't happen. Ben didn't have to propose and her say no. I would say this has happened a handful of times. I don't think there's been one time really that the man has has made this same choice. It's mm-hmm. the it's the women that are like, I can't handle emotionally this man coming up and putting himself out there like that and me mm-hmm. breaking his heart. I want to do this personally. It's so fascinating to me that the men, men just don't have that thing in their brains where they think like that. And also maybe it is because the man is the one kind of like with the ring and getting it down on one knee. Putting themselves in that vulnerable state like, I want you to get down on one knee for the first time for the right person, if you mm-hmm. can. So then Zach and Tasha have their final date. And at first she's being kind of weird and distant. And she's just like really psyching herself out. I found it so fascinating to watch. And he just wants to ease all of her fears. And the thing is, is a manipulative person would ease someone's fears by saying like, you're beautiful, you're perfect were perfect and give a lot of generalizations. That's not what Zach did. Zach was just like, I see how you're feeling. How can I help you feel better? Honestly, this has given me emotionally, spiritually, a real landscape for something that I want in a man. Absolutely. That's why you had sex dreams with him because it's something that you want in your life. Of course, is it nice to hear somebody say, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. You make me feel so happy. No, of course, Zach has said those things early on, but it's more like how, what can I do for you? How can I make you happy? And And then he says the things that like she needs to hear. And they go on this dancing date and she's being real weird. Like, oh, this dance isn't right. I can't figure it out. Then again, like the uncomfortable situation, I thought with the wedding photo shoot, he calms her down. He is a goofy little dancer and I love it. And he's taking it so seriously. And then all of a sudden it just, things go into alignment. When they're in alignment with each other, they they just work. Yeah, it was very rom-com cute adorable little moment everything he does is rom-com he's so matthew mcconaughey he like he's she's manifested this she is because she said it she said it um before on her instagram people dug it up and then he was like all right all right all right because obviously she's definitely said to the producers he reminds me of matthew mcconaughey and they were like do you know that she likes you because you remind her of matthew mcconaughey and he's like all right all right all right So then on the night portion of their date, they talk about her worries and she's just thinking how things could go wrong. And this is so interesting. She says that she's worried that like as an independent person that wants to conquer the world and all of this, what if down the line she just wants to be a stay-at-home mom? Will he think less of her? And this seems like something she's experienced in the past. Given the reality Steve interview with her ex, Josh, the things that he said, I kind of feel like he might have judged her for wanting to just like have babies. And, you know, as an influencer, basically what she is, like you can have a passive income in ways you can do. I'm not saying it's easy. It's pretty easy probably compared to a lot of hard jobs, but she wants five kids and she's 30. She wants to be a mom. Yeah. And she's thinking, 
she's probably hustling and trying so hard to like make a lot of money so she can just focus on being a mom at some point. And I understand that because I, I guess if you've grown up with two parents working, I don't know what her life has been like. I mean, I really wish she would have given us a taste of that. Like I've grown up with both my parents working and like always being the kid whose parents didn't come to support at things because they're busy working and all that stuff. I certainly hope I can come to a place where I have enough money before having kids or while they're still super young so I can then focus on them as much as I want to and not have to choose work over them. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that that's the place she's striving to be at. I never knew until this season that she's had so much focus on being a mom or ever had that desire based on Bachelor in Paradise. Then Zach says this amazing thing, just like, yeah, I literally can't. The waitress understand. thing? Yeah. He goes, oh, he, he, tells, oh, he tells her as they grow and life happens, things will change and he will do whatever it takes to hold on to what they have. And then he said, you know, today is actually the ninth anniversary of his sobriety and it allows him to not run away and face things as life comes its way. To have this be the ninth anniversary of sobriety, how special. Um, and that is a really, really big deal. And like I said about the, you know, the 12 steps before, it teaches you all of these things that you really need to know about yourself and about life. And like by doing those things, I mean, and teaching them to people as he does, he has come into himself and he can really give her the things that he wants, that she wants. It was just like such a real life conversation. It was really interesting seeing it because she like really let her walls down to share her insecurities with him. And he just like completely put out the net to catch her in that and to support her in that. And it mean, if this conversation didn't make you realize that they are meant to be together, then I don't know what to tell you. Zach, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are on full <laughs> volume with Tisha in the car, I'm, I can guarantee it. And I just would like to say hi first and foremost, and I'm sorry about what I said before. I know I have like some things to work through, but if you're listening to this, please write a book on emotional intelligence mm. because- And give it to Bennett. Signed copy to Bennett. I think it's a little ironic that he was trying to school people on emotional intelligence and we saw like the best version. And, like if I could- um clockwork orange my husband and force him to watch that scene of them communicating like a thousand times i would totally you know do that it was amazing he says i know taisha why i love you and it has nothing to do with in five years if you are going to be a stay-at-home mom or a waitress it doesn't matter to me as long as you are happy because that's not the reason that i love you like oh my god Bravo. And I believed it. And this wasn't, as much as it sounds like a rom-com, something we've seen out of the movie, he doesn't even realize he's doing it. Like, this is genuine. I truly That's the precious thing, but also jarring. Why is it jarring? Because he's perfect? It's just too much. <laughs> Where did he come from? What's the catch? Like, I, I preach so much that people need to stop viewing life this way because life can really be as beautiful and perfect as our conscious minds bear to believe but then i'm over here being like what's the catch and i'm such i totally cannot practice what i preach but whatever well because it's just so not typical of a of a typical man today like this was or a typical bachelor conversation this was unique on so many levels i think it's age and life experience and i also just want to say i really appreciate that after he said 
all that, Tasha was like, let's toast to you and the amazing man that you are basically toasting on his nine year anniversary too, of his sobriety and just being so grateful that everything that he's been through brought him to her as this perfect person that she has always like needed and wanted. If he hadn't been through everything he'd been through, they wouldn't fit together so beautifully. So Tasha has to do the unthinkable. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> she has to break up with Ben. And she does it so selflessly because she knows that Caitlin is waiting for him. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think this is very noble of Tasha to give him the opportunity to have that conversation privately in a more intimate setting and like lay it to him softly instead of putting him on the spot, making him sit down with Neil Lane for literally no reason. And who wants to do that? So she tells him that he, she cares about him a lot, but her heart was, is with someone else. He wanted her to be happy and he wished her the best, even though he was hurting, which was very, very sweet. I do think that Ben, though, really does want to be the bachelor. I, I know people are twisting what Rachel Lindsay is saying and trying, you know, everyone's very protective of Ben after what he's been through. And, and I'm very protective of Ben after what he's been through, too. I, I love him dearly, but I do also feel that as someone who's extremely motivated in life, why wouldn't he want to become The Bachelor? I found the Instagram that I've been searching for. Ooh. Oh, lay it, lay it. Let's do it. Okay, so this is an Instagram 95 weeks ago from February 25th, 2019. So it's a very Bachelor-esque attractive picture of Ben. <laughs> and then okay. the caption... Says, so I drafted this super long post about achieving alignment in your life and doing everything in your power to find that one thing that sets your soul ablaze. Then I realized I was late to tag at the Bachelor ABC and scrapped it all. And then the post like goes on and on. But this just shows you that even if he's trying to make this caption in jest, like, oh, this is such, this is something a Bachelor contestant would say, it shows you that he tagged the show trying to get noticed and is cognizant of what someone who wants to be on The Bachelor would say. And then in the cap, and then in comments, a friend of his said, way to close out the Monday, and Ben says, a little Bachelor therapy, you already know. Wow. So if he's saying that he hasn't watched this before, That's B to the S. Yeah. I trusted him. I don't think yeah. he's a good Bachelor. Like, he needs to be emotive and I just feel like that's not in his nature and if he was forced to do that it would be insincere he wouldn't be a good bachelor and I agree with you because you cannot be aware of your surroundings and what place you stand in and do that I, you have look look at look at how great everyone loves Zach look at how much I loved Brendan it's because they totally were out of their element Time for Ben and Tasha to break up. Sorry that I strayed from we strayed from that a little bit, but um, I'm very happy with the findings, Caitlin. He's very understanding. I'm pretty sure he's a little bit grateful because now he can be the bachelor. And then we get to the Tasha Zach proposal. Her conversation with Chris was like 
wow, this is really happening. I felt like I was at the top of the roller coaster and I'm about to go for the dive where my stomach feels like it's in my throat. Like I felt that for her watching through the screen and it's the good excitement, which is a good thing. Yeah. That means there's no reservations there. And also just think about how much more special, I think this is why women do this on the show, that they let the other guy go before, how much more special and less stressful without having to dump someone and break their heart, like that's going to be on your mind. And to get that out of the way beforehand, I just think it's so smart. She's so ready and she felt so certain and it made me feel so bad for Brendan, who I know is sitting at home right now watching this with his turtleneck and And he's pulling it up to like hold his tears it's like (laughs) such a metaphor those turtlenecks like he just couldn't get out of his shell (laughs) he went back in his shell okay anyway so this is about zach sorry sam i know you love him um so when he (laughs) she says she loves him so much and she questions the fact if she has ever really been in love until now like I felt that. That's when you know. That's when you know. Like, when you're like, wait a minute. Like, every other time I ever felt in love is bullshit because it doesn't compare to these feelings I feel at this moment. But Zach gets out of the car. He's pumped and he seemed so ready. Like, he's been practicing in front of the mirror. Like, I know I got this. I cannot wait to do do this. I cannot wait to start forever. The speech he makes is the best proposal speech we've ever had in Bachelor history. The audience can all agree. He lists all the reasons why he loves her. This is everything that every single woman wants to hear before she dies. What he says, he goes, she's a fighter. He loves her because she is a strong, independent woman. That's all. Mm-hmm. Like literally all the acknowledgement a woman ever strives for. Like it's not like we need it from men, but it's so nice. To and hear. that he loves the way she treats others. That really like made me start crying. And he says that she makes everyone around her better. She drives him absolutely wild. Like, has he read my mind? Has he read my diary? Like, this is exactly everything I've just wanted someone to tell me in my entire life. Unfortunately, my husband was not watching this episode with me. I really <laughs> wish. She then lists the reasons why she loves him. And it was all very sweet. It was so genuine. We've never heard this much. Like Ben's time, this episode was cut so short because the producers were like, no, we cannot edit this. This, is, this has to play the way it was. And they ride off into the sunset in the... That fucking fake taxi. <laughs> Which I was thinking about you during that. Right. Yeah. Were you triggered by that fake taxi? I mean, I'm like, I really like things that come full circle, so I appreciate the narrative. <laughs> you imagine wearing that beautiful dress and then just like dragging this piece of wood with cans. <laughs> Her dress was like, that's what I would want my wedding dress to look like. It was so pretty. Speaking of what you want your wedding dress to look like, you could tell she was excited to get engaged because she kept wearing white and silver. And I know that when I first got engaged, that's like all I wanted to wear. I just wanted to just feel like a bride in every moment, soak it up because I knew the time was short. Well, that wraps up Tasha and Zach's love story. You guys, it was amazing. Okay, this is Bachelor Nation news and gossip, obviously. So first of all, I'm very pissed and frustrated that we didn't get an after the final rose. I think that they're really like all in 
on Matt James this season. And to be honest, it really frustrates me. Like we have all put in time and energy. So is Tasha, all of these men. It's like, they just want to brush it under the rug and they, they could have done a zoom. Like we didn't need Ben there. Like he could have done the podcast, but like we could have done a zoom with Zach and Tasha with Chris Harrison. We did it with the whole goat series. Could we not? I think it was Kayla Quinn from Ben Higgins season that actually DM'd Ivan on Instagram to see what really happened in the fantasy suites. And he said that straight up, Tasha just only wanted to date a Christian. He will be on Caitlin Bristow's podcast this week, and he's going to really be dishing it out. Other people have sent out love, obviously, to the happy couple. We have Damar, who looks like he's in San Diego as of Tuesday. He was with Chasen, and he was with uh, Spencer, and also the other Blake, uh, not Blake Moines, but I guess the other Blake that was there lives in San Diego as well. TMZ has been accosting Ben in the streets of Venice, asking him if he wants to comment on Rachel Lindsay, shading him as a potential future bachelor. Caitlin, what do you think of Ben's responses here? Are they like too little, too much? I think that Ben's responses are appropriate. You know, he kind of just shrugs it off and says like, I don't know. And then he wished that reporter a good day. <laughs> He's very polite. <laughs> Um, I think he's handling it well. I think it's kind of weird that TMZ is like hounding him on this. Um, I know that sometimes contestants call reporters. I don't know if he called them in this case, but it's kind of odd to me. And, you know, we have found evidence on Ben's Instagram dating back to February 2019, almost two years ago, where he has tagged the Bachelor account, referenced the Bachelor account, and talked about watching the Bachelor account, or talking about watching Bachelor on Monday. So. I mean, I love him. He's my favorite. Like, if I was single, I would, and had any any chance of dating him, I would try. But, like... Is Nick still there? Where is Nick? I live in a 700-square-foot apartment. He is in hearing distance. But <laughs> <laughs> if I was single, um, and could... Like, I, so I'm saying that all to mean that I'm not a Ben hater. Like, I like Ben, but I think that he does want to be The Bachelor. I think that this has been planned. I think that this has been in the works for a while. I think he went on the show to promote his gym. I do think he liked Tasha, but I think that he wants to be the bachelor. Yeah. So you can like it all at once, you know? It doesn't yeah, have to I be. I mean, do you guys agree, right? Yeah. I think that, you know, some people can pat their head and rub their tummy. And he was. <laughs> <laughs> I love that analogy. Yeah. He was, he can do both. But also, like, if anyone went on the show and, like, made it as far as he did and then there wasn't a spark or they, they didn't make it for whatever reason, like, obviously you want to be the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. Like, I don't hold that against him. Like, that's obvious. I mean, if anyone was given that opportunity, they would do yeah, it. Yeah, I totally don't hold it against him. But when you want something too much, it doesn't end up going as well. I think that Ben is meant for paradise. He has an amazing, like, six-pack, eight-pack. Who knows mm -hmm. what it is down that there. I, could, I would love to stare at. What do you see him with? I mean, Hannah Ann, probably. Well, that's no. exactly the thing. I don't really see him. I could see him with anyone. I want to. I, I really want to see Matt James's girls. But I also just think that as far as the future of this franchise, I really like the fact that there were so many men on this season that didn't know about the show, that were authentic, real humans. That's how this show started. You know, you're right. Because these people definitely were like, well, I have nothing else to lose. I mean, the the world shut down. I might as well go on. Yeah, this experience. And that's Sadly, cool. it seems like Matt James's people are, well, maybe diverse, 
still in the, it doesn't mean they're not influencers or have that kind of aspirations. So we shall see. Next, we have some very happy news that I was so excited about. Ari and Lauren Leyendike, they had a miscarriage earlier this year during the pandemic. And um, then she got pregnant again and they did a YouTube video. They have this YouTube channel and they were like, stay tuned for part two. And the whole first part of the video, she kept on saying, they, are they okay? Are they okay? And everyone's like, are they having twins? Yes, they are having twins. It's, she has two babies in her belly. and it's Rainbow babies. Rainbow babies. I am just, you know, extremely happy for them. This is another part of the show where it's like, did they seem like they had the biggest connection on the show? I don't, not, no, not really. She was, she was standoffish. She was so quiet. She was quiet and she was scared, but they had this connection and look at them. Like they have this amazing life together. So I wish them nothing but the best. I'm so freaking happy for them. I think Alessi, their daughter is one of the most beautiful children I've ever seen in my entire life. Gorgeous. Some sad news from Bachelor Nation is that Evan and Carly, who we know got together on Bachelor in Paradise, they've been a pretty big staple. I think they had a televised wedding, did they? Pretty sure they did, yeah. Um, they have been separated. This is something that Reality Steve said almost like a year ago, that there is a couple that is breaking up, separating, but he doesn't want to break the news for them. He has confirmed this is the news that he had in his back pocket. So it seems as though they've been separated for a really long time. I saw online that like they were going to break up and then somehow she was pregnant with their second child. And so then they stayed together and tried to figure it out. But yeah, they are, they're officially separating. After having kids and everything already. So really sorry for them. I wish them the best for them and their family. On another note, we have some two shockingly really good scenes for That's What He Said. I'm really into them. Melissa, you can be Zach. Caitlin, you be Ivan, and I'll be Brendan. It's uh, definitely getting harder to be around you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like... Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, after this week, it's going to be weird. Yeah. It's just going to be weird. Yeah, you know, it's a, a strange dynamic at this point. You know, we've essentially been dating the same woman for weeks. It's been. So with each day that passes, here we get one step closer to, you know, what we all showed up for. This is difficult for someone who's been married before, someone who's through, been through a divorce before. If I do this again, clearly, and I'm sure you agree, we're not going to get engaged, married, and then for it not to work out. I don't think there's anybody that wants to stack divorces, you know? <laughs> then Chris Harrison comes in to let them know how serious this is and leaves a date card. Ivan, our love is timeless. Love, Tasha. <sighs> Today is big time. Yeah, just like, don't screw it up or anything. <laughs> I'm fired up, ready to go, man. Chris just hyped me up and now I'm ready to go for sure. Gonna make the most of it. I mean, it's like the elephant in the room kind of thing, you know? Yeah, well, I have a date to go get ready for. I'll catch you guys later. All right, buddy. Later, Ivan. Peace. We all know Ivan's a good dude. Yeah. I would let my sister date him, 
I don't know how I feel about my girlfriend dating him, you know? The accent. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> it's so hard to make my molars touch as I'm talking. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Okay. So this is scene two. I'm going to be Chris Harrison. Um, does anyone feel like they want to be Polly? I will. Okay. And then we'll have Caitlin do this one, like, sexy Tasha line. We got it. All right. <laughs> okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the world's longest, coldest kiss. I am Chris Harrison, and joining me today is Bachelor of Nation favorite, Big Polly. Polly, this is going to be one for the record books, hopefully. Do you think they're going to pull it off? I think they are. I really do. Well, they are behind us. They're changing. We are about ready to go. Tasha, Ivan, let's do it. So today, Tasha and Ivan have to get in this bathtub. Tell me what they're going to be going through today. Well, I think they are, uh, are going to be going through a lot of pain. That's what I see sitting there. My body might be numb, but I guarantee you my lips are going to be burning hot. <laughs> I'm such a dork. Okay, Ivan, Tasha, when you're ready, get in the tub. Okay, once you are in the tub, you cannot separate. Five, four, three, two, one. The clock is going and so is their heart rate. Polly, you were an orphan boy that was found on a glacier. You are no stranger to ice and ice baths. What is the secret getting through this? I think the secret is your body parts are going to start falling off slowly, piece by piece, and you just need to accept that. Ivan's in a white knuckle ride there. He's holding onto the tub tight, but so far, so good. Polly, how's this going to affect his performance in the fantasy suites later tonight? I think this might have some devastating effect on it myself. That's some pretty cold water there, Chris. We are... <laughs> We are coming up now on the 1 minute and 20 second mark. By the way, the water recorded at 40 degrees before they entered. You can get hypothermia at just under the 90 seconds at that temperature. So they're going through it. I'm not going to lie. I made that last fact up, but it sounded cool. Tasha and Ivan continue kissing in the ice bath. Tasha has now become very relaxed. I don't know if it's the calming effect of Ivan, but they are doing very good here. Is it just me, or are these cold tubs becoming a hot tub? Yep, I would say this is definitely a romance, Chris. Polly, they look like they're doing great. It looks like they've calmed down. I'd have to agree with you. I think they're in it to win it, Chris. I think they've got this, the nerves down, and I think they're very, very focused. Polly. We are coming in at just 30 seconds to hit that record. Five, four, three, two, one. We have a new world record. Longest, coldest kissed. Ivan said, oh no, I want more. Can you believe this? They're going for it. They're not just going to hit that record. They're going to obliterate it today. 100%, Chris. We are now just six minutes and 17 seconds. We are a minute over the world record. Wow. That's it. Six minutes and 35 seconds. We have a record. <laughs> well, that is a good one.
So everyone, for what's your sign, we definitely have wrapped up a beautiful season with two bachelorettes, a Pisces and a Virgo. And as I've said on our Instagram, you should go follow it at throw it batch pod spelled exactly how it sounds. I doubt we'll ever have another Pisces as a bachelorette because they fall in love way too fast. But let's look forward to the future. And in 2021, we're going to start with Matt James, our very first Sagittarius. And yes, as we posted on our Instagram, we have not had a Sagittarius as a bachelorette. So he's the first Sagittarius, period. Sagittariuses get a very bad rap because of their inability to commit. But what we we'll see is that Sagittarius's fall very hard. Will Matt James be that person? We are not sure. We don't know how this is going to end up because yes, it's true. Sagittarius's are the sign that's normally afraid to commit. I know it depends on your entire chart, but he is in a situation where there's nothing else to do but find love. Sagittarius's definitely do very well with fire signs. We're going to sleuth on the girls and we'll try to get as many Zodiac signs for the contestants, um, probably the next episode or the episode after that. I'm doing a lot of digging. When he says he's never been in love before, that's definitely a misconception because he feels that if he's here right now looking for love, then that means he's never been in love before. I'm sure he's been in a circumstance and this it doesn't even matter whether he has or hasn't been because I know Sagittarius is that never been in a long-term relationship and they still get married and are, you know, find their happily ever after as my husband is one of them. If the person you fell in love with decided to just pack their bags and leave you one day, a Sagittarius would commit to never finding love ever again, unless mm-hmm. he felt like, okay, maybe that wasn't in love and I can look for the next person to be in love with, the person they'll take a bullet for. Downfalls that they can be a little flaky when it comes to relationships. If they feel held down by commitment, they'll run away. What I'm worried about is he might be feeling held down by the commitment that all his actions are being recorded and could be used against him. I feel like that might backfire on him. We'll see what happens on the show. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like he's going to feel bogged down that America might feel more committed to the person he's falling for than he might end up being. And then he'll have, you know what I mean? And then he'll be afraid to like break someone's heart in front of the world or be that breakup that's on the tablets. I could totally see him not wanting that. And I don't Um, want him to fake a relationship because that's what I'm worried. He's going to fake a love story because he's so worried about what the outside world and media is going to think of him. I don't think he'll fake anything. I really don't. But I think he'll run away from anything permanent. I mean, he may or may not. I mean, he had a lot of time to prepare himself mentally for this. And he's had Tyler C. be his confidant and tell him a lot about what the process is like. But, oh, interesting. I know this should have been for news and gossip. But because Matt James has never been a contestant, this will either work in his favor or against him because then he won't have too much empathy for letting someone go. Cause he's never been in the shoes where you like, you know, you have the tummy knots and you know, something's going to happen before it happens. He might be very good at just letting ones that aren't meant to stay, just go. He might be very good and decisive in that situation. Cause he's never been in the other side. Mm-hmm. Another good thing is that there's going to be, so much new viewership because of him because 
He's the first black male bachelor uh, for the franchise. Also, he's the amount of people that follow him on Instagram are people that follow him because of his influence on social media. A lot of them aren't following him because they've seen him on Bachelor or Bachelor Nation World. I like him from what I know. I mean, I like Tyler. I like him. I'm, I'm excited that he's a Bachelor. But all I have to say is this man's never been in love before. What the hell do we think is going to happen? Sagittarius can work in two ways. I'm not saying that he's going to probably be engaged at the end of this because he's definitely not going to be comfortable with that sort of commitment. It's not impossible for a Sagittarius to fall in love and that be their end game. Well, we are all expected to believe that Matt James, who has never been in love before, is going to meet a hand a hand-selected group of 30 women who are selected for drama and story, not because they're the best pick for him. And in two and a half months, he's going to find his wife out of uh, this group. Okay. I totally see what you're saying, Caitlin, but I'm just trying to put it out there for anyone else that's a Sagittarius. Like, it's not impossible. I just want to show some hope out there for the Sagittariuses because I know that when they do find the one, it's the one, and that's totally endgame for them. However, Caitlin might be more right than she expected because Matt James's Venus, which rules relationships, is in Libra. Woohoo! he probably won't be able to make a decision. So there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for that, Melissa. We will continue to grow this astrological chart and all the ladies throughout the season, which is literally in like a week or two. So crazy. Next and lastly, let's throw it back, girls. So Tasha, I'm kind of making up a cocktail for her. I'm calling it the Flirtatia and it's a mimosa with some like pomegranate in it. So we have champagne, a little bit of fresh squeezed OJ, nothing from the concentrate for Tasha, and some little pomegranate juice and pomegranate seeds. It's a it's something that everyone likes. It's sweet, it's bubbly, it's delicious. It's, you know, getting all of its dreams coming true. That's amazing and so um, festivous. <laughs> yeah, it's also great for the holiday season. Absolutely, I, I want that drink right now. I'm gonna give Tasha a spicy eggnog. She is going to be with the holidays with Zach. They're gonna have an amazing time. Some rum in there, some different spices. I give that for both of them. They're gonna really enjoy some eggnog together he will have it without booze. She might put a little rum in there. And I just love them together. And I love that there is a couple that can really thrive as far as like one being sober and one not, you know, it's a thing and it, it is hard sometimes. I'm gonna give Zach a like fruity rum punch. Something that is like a big bowl with like pineapple circles and like lime slices floating in it that everyone can just like share and enjoy because Zach was a crowd pleaser this episode. Tisha loved him, Tisha's family loved him. I mean, he was just making everyone happy. The audience loved him. So yeah, he's like a delicious, sweet, fruity, yummy rum punch. I'm going to give Zach the wild, tur wild turkey long branch. It's Matthew McConaughey's favorite bourbon. And you know, he rightfully so, he deserves it. All right, all right, all right. Ivan was a little bit hard for me. <laughs> I'm gonna give him some moonshine. It's been a hard evening. 
for him and he just deserves to forget it all. So let's give him a shot of moonshine or like four. <laughs> I'm going to give Ivan champagne and donuts because I thought that was the most erotic part of their date was just having like a combination of champagne and donuts. I got very turned on. I'm gonna give Ivan a boiler maker, which is a shot and beer combo um, because he needs it after this episode, after being forced to stay in that disgusting airstream, which I'm sorry to share my thoughts and opinions when we were talking about that, but disgusting and disgraceful for our poor baby, sweet Ivan. Um, he's a shot of tequila and a can of Tecate to try to like ease himself to sleep in that gross master bedroom in the <laughs> airstream. For Brendan, I'm gonna give Brendan like some type of crazy like absinthe drink from the 20s, like a truth serum type drink that just makes you like really spill what's on your mind. Not that Brendan needed alcohol to share his true feelings, but in this episode, we saw him really expose his heart and share that he just wasn't ready for this. He was still hurting from his divorce. Um, so some type of like absinthe truth serum type cocktail. I'm gonna give Brendan a whiskey sour. It was fun, but it wasn't a great ending, as many whiskey sours do. There's actually a drink called Last Goodbye. It's an ounce of cognac, some cherry brandy, a quarter ounce of triple sec, some lime juice, and grenadine syrup. I would personally top off this drink with some natural tears as I was watching mm -hmm. the goodbye. It was really hard. I'm never going to forget it, but this is definitely by seeing Zach and Tasha's chemistry. This was his last goodbye. So for Ben, I'm just gonna give him a like vodka on the rock, like straight vodka on the rocks with a lime slice. And I'm giving him this one because he needs to soothe his poor heartbreaking self, heartbroken self. But also we got some gratuitous shower shirtless scenes of him at the end. And I mean, that body, like you don't get that by drinking just anything. Like he only drinks like clear liquor, like on the rocks with citrus. <laughs> yeah, someone with that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so my drink for him is going to go against that, but I think he could just drink one of them, you know, to soothe his heart. It would be a boozy caramel mini shake, which is a because <laughs> he need it's like after a bad breakup or a really yeah. sad night, you need like a milkshake of some just sort. Eat the Ben and Jerry's in bed. Yeah, like break the rules, you know? Like you deserved it, man. Just like forget it happened the next day. So it's Dolce de Leche and Irish cream liquor with a splash of vodka. It creates a luscious liquid dessert. And you could have some chocolate wafers in there, bite-sized fudge chunks. I just think that he needs a night to just explore himself. He should watch a movie like The Holiday. Actually, he should watch The Holiday because Cameron Diaz can't cry in that either. And he should be drinking a boozy caramel milkshake. I'm going to give Ben a margarita, specifically made by Wells Adam in Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I wanna give Tasha's dad a drink for sure. Desmond, we love you. Yeah, I mean, Tasha's dad, I'm giving him like whiskey on the rocks because he is just like no BS, just like straight talking, straight shooting type of guy. I'm gonna give him an Earl Grey martini. 
which is apparently a thing. It is the most sophisticated of thirst quenchers. It's a great slow sipping taste, but it just takes a minute to make. And it's a delicate flavor and it blends with so many things. And it also makes you able to be present but creative and fun and crazy. I think that he has such a presence of being calm and collected, but you know what? He also knows what's up and wants to have fun with it. I'm going to give him the gold royale because I think he's absolute royalty. And the gold royale cocktail is a champagne glass that's dipped in vodka, sugar around the rim, and uh, a half tablespoon of gold schlager with champagne. We're going to be starting Matt James's season from the beginning to the end. We're going to be doing some prep work for you guys. I already have some of my favorites from Instagram and TikTok. I can't wait to tell you about her. It's one person. She's my best friend and I just like love her. I don't want to forget this season. I do not want to let it go under the rug, specifically Tasha and Zach. They have plans for the future. We will continue to follow this. I will continue to stalk them. And I know you guys will too. Thank you guys for joining us though. Please follow us at Throw It Batch Pod. Rate, review, subscribe to us on all the podcast platforms. And we will see you guys very soon. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.